Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm so happy that you're joining me again here today. And if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox, then you've come to the right place because my passion, as you know, is to help dads become heroes. And though I focus primarily on the dad-daughter relationship, everything we talk about here on the show will also help you to be a more dialed-in dad to your sons as well. Well, before we delve into the topic today, let me review the template that always serves as a grid to guide our conversations on your mark, get set, go. So dads, I invite you to envision yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic that we start with every week and bring it to conclusion by the end so that you have something relevant that you can put into action to love your kids, especially your daughters, so that they know that they're loved by their dads. Then the Get set portion is always the stories and the stats to fill that topic in and then go as your action step that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into motion this week. Well, today I have a guest joining me who is a very close friend of mine by the name of Larry Gates. And Larry and I met back in 2015 in Colorado, and it was at the first fathering conference that I ever spoke at. And that's when Larry came up to me afterwards and said, I want you to be a guest on my podcast. So I've done that now twice. We've become great friends over the years. And the name of his podcast that he co-hosts is Bold Idea Podcast. I would strongly encourage you to check it out because it's all about inspiring us to discover and unleash our bold ideas into our businesses and our personal lives. Larry's also started a nonprofit called BoldPath.org to further support leaders. Awesome organizations. Larry has also served for six years as president of the National Coalition of Ministries to Men, and he is also a personal and corporate venture coach. Well, there's so much more I could say about him, but I will simply direct you to his website where you can connect with him there, LarryGates.com. And he spells his first name a little bit differently. It's L-E-A-R-Y-G-A-T-E-S.com. And I've been to his home in Minneapolis. I've loved connecting with he and his wife, Anna who have just celebrated their 39th wedding anniversary. They have four children and two grandchildren. And because I have such deep respect for the ways that Larry walks his talk by passionately loving his family, I've invited him here today to bring some very practical ideas that he has lived out, that he's walked out, specifically in relationship with his daughter, Stephanie, who is now married and a mama herself to two little ones. So dad's, You are in for a treat today because I know you're going to love being coached by one of the very best men I know. Welcome, Larry Gates. Wow, thank you. One of the very best men you know? (laughs) Yes, you are. You walk your talk, Larry. I'm either deeply honored or you got to get out more. (laughs) Or a combination of both. Okay, there you go. Well, as we've prepared today, On Your Mark We've titled this conversation, Five Practices for Raising Healthy Daughters. And now for Get Set, what I'd love to just say is that I imagine that every dad listening is wanting to know some of the secrets that you've found, that you've lived out, that involve what it looks like to raise a healthy daughter. I mean, especially, right, Larry, in a day and age where there's so much coming against women. And because so many dads listening, I know haven't had a role model for what good fathering looks like, healthy fathering. And so what I want to do is just start by encouraging men to think of you as a mentor dad. 
who's been intentional about being a father, who's pulling up a chair right alongside them and just sharing from your heart to theirs some of the things that you've learned along the way. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I got my chair ready. (laughs) I love it. Well, to set the foundation for our conversation today, Larry, how about if you just start by giving us the quick backstory to how you and Anna came into parenting, because I know your backstory is really significant because you made deliberate choices to parent intentionally. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, we did make some deliberate choices and maybe a little bit backstory here. They might have been survival choices to start with. Let me explain. Uh, both Anna and I grew up in very dysfunctional families. Um, I had a mom who was high control, um, highly needy, and, uh, and, and just really wanting to um, have deep control. And a dad who was very silent, very distant, uh, unattached, um, emotionally absent as a father. Uh, so I'm, I'm in this kind of, that's all I knew of family. And, uh, and Anna uh, grew up in a family that was highly independent. She grew up with a lot of father wounds herself with her stepfather, criticizing her looks, uh, uh, having her parade in front of her. He had her parade in front of him and, and he would assess what he saw wrong in the way she looked. So she was dealing with lots of issues like that. And I was also dealing with uh, issues where I had a mom who, frankly, didn't want us to get married. And, and she thought that she would uh, actually move in with me when I graduated from college. And Anna ruined those plans. So part of our strategy was we knew that if we were going to set a healthy family and create a healthy family, it had to start with us and protecting our marriage uh, and, and we had to create a foreign policy, which meant we had to decide how we were going to uh, behave with our, our families that had really a dysfunctional influence over us. So we left Colorado, we moved to Minnesota, and we started a family here. Uh, it took us quite a while, seven years before we had our first child. And we, as you mentioned, we have four. We went through seven miscarriages, which is you know, a painful experience to go through. Um, for those of you that may have had that experience, you know what I'm talking about. But um, we, we decided that we were going to bring our, our raise our kids away from what we grew up in in a way that would try to break the chains that we had personally experienced. And we know and we've told our kids that we are not going to be able to parent well. I mean, we can parent better, but we can't parent perfectly. And we know that they're going to have their own dysfunction that was handed down to us from our parents that they're going to have to deal with. And, and it's probably okay for them to get a counselor to do so. And and we basically told them, we don't expect them to come out the other side of this perfect because we're not. Yeah. But like you said, you just have told your kids, we're going to do it better than the hand we were dealt. Well, how about if we yeah. dive in now to the five principles then that you and Anna intentionally created and put into motion so that you could parent your children. And especially we're going to talk about your daughter, Stephanie, and how you were intentional in connecting with her heart. So let me just say one more thing before we get started. Like the dads know, I end every show with a go step. So today, dads, you're going to hear five go steps all along the way in what Larry shares, not just at the end. And because each one of these principles that Larry will be sharing are action steps, I just encourage you here on the front end to choose one of them that you will commit to putting into practice with your daughter this week. So Larry, what would you say is the first principle that you would encourage dads to put into action if they want to raise a healthy daughter? 
Yeah, well, let me uh, first give credit where credit is due because about everything I'm going to tell you here, Michelle, I learned from Anna um, in terms of how to deal with kids and how to deal with each other. And uh, and so anything that I'm telling you is is just honed from years of taking her advice and, and putting it into action. But the, one of the first things that we did as a family – um, and really it started even as we were married, but, but more so as we trained our kids was to teach them the first four minute rule. And it's simply this, that the first four minutes of any encounter sets the tone for the rest of that encounter. You know, when you meet somebody for the first time and they don't look at you in the eye or they're constantly looking at their cell phone or whatever, you come away feeling differently than if, if you were to meet somebody and they look at you for the first time, and they 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 show excitement um, to see you. There's a whole different feeling that you have, and a whole different way that you'll interact with somebody when you have engagement. And so we taught our kids from the very first uh, trainings that we did was, you know, look at the first four minutes when Dad comes home. Don't immediately ask to have him take you somewhere or have him do something. Ask about his day. Ask about how things were going. So we're training our kids to do that. But, you know, as much as difficult as it is, as you know, to train kids to do things, it's harder sometimes to train ourselves. And so I had to learn the first four minutes, too. So, you know, Anna would remind me, you know, when you come home, don't be talking on the phone. You know, when you come through the door, set it all aside, set, you know, you need to be present to greet us in the first four minutes as well. And that's been like rule number one. You ask any of our kids, they know the first four minute rule. And it's been vitally powerful, not only in our family, but even in the business community that I work with. Oh, that is so good. It's so practical. And yet starting there today, we're telling dads, you're telling dads, just put that four minute rule into action and how you model intentional fathering to your daughter and you'll find that she'll reciprocate it. Okay. Second principle for raising a healthy daughter. What would you say that is? Well, this is going to be the flip side of the other one. Let me explain why. In the first four minutes, you're teaching your kids to move from me, me, me to a focus on somebody else. That's the important thing about the first four minutes, that it's not all about me. There are other people in the world that are important. The second one is, is really a conflict resolution formula. And, and it's, it's almost the flip side of that in this way, and that you're now saying me, 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 because you're owning your own stuff as opposed to accusing somebody else. When we get into conflict, we like to accuse other people that they're the reason for the conflict. So we have a very simple formula that we taught our kids that goes with when I blank, I feel or felt blank because blank, and I would like blank. So let me give you an example of that. Um, when my daughter uh, was attending uh, community college as part of her high school uh, program, training program, because uh, we homeschooled our kids and we were, they went off to community college, uh, she was 17 at the time. She was attending a chemistry class. They were having a Halloween party, and she was wanting my help to help her think through what chemical element she should go as, okay, because she wanted to be dressed up as a chemical element. And so we're having this brainstorming session. I keep coming up with all these chemical elements that she could go as and you know we're and every time I did she'd shoot it down and I'm like okay I'm coming up with more and then she'd shoot it down and I started to get frustrated and I had to say you know Stephanie you know when I get frustrated when I help you try to brainstorm ideas when I respond to your request to brainstorming ideas I feel frustrated because of the criticism that I'm getting from every one of the ideas. And I would like 
for you just to kind of work with me through them all, and then we can th- we can discard the ones later rather than just shutting me down right at the very beginning because it doesn't get us to where we want to go. It's a very simple thing to do, but it helps us to frame up what the conflict is. And the important thing about that is notice everything is I'm owning my own stuff. You know, it's my feeling of frustration. It's my experience that I'm communicating. And it's not really accusatory. It's saying I'm criticized and I'm feeling frustrated by it. Now, you you, you might argue that I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm accusing her of criticizing me. And in a way, you are, but it's not, you're not personalizing it. You're owning it. And that's the difference. And this is the time where you're teaching them to own their own stuff in the middle of a conflict. And that is so vital. Yeah. What would you tell that daughter to do, though, who has a dad that won't engage like this, right? Her dad may say, I don't care what you're feeling. I don't want to talk about feelings. What would you tell that daughter to do? I would just say, keep at it. I mean, you, you can't, the, the, the biggest thing that we can learn as adults and what I think is dads need to train in their kids is that the only behavior you can be responsible for is your own. And so do that out of integrity, you know, just continue to try to, to work on what you know to be true and owning your own stuff and, and releasing the fact that, you know, sometimes the parents are less grown up than the kids. And that's, you know, there's not much you can do about that other than pray for them and own your own stuff and learn how to uh, acknowledge the fact that you can't control their behavior. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so Larry, what would you say is the third principle for dads who want to raise healthy daughters? Okay, now this is really getting into some deep ground here for for me especially because on the Myers-Briggs, I'm zero on the feeling scale. I mean, z- literally, my score is zero. And so um, it won't surprise you to hear that what I'm suggesting here is that dads of daughters and dads of sons, I would say, especially since I grew up with a dad that did not know how to do this at all, uh, is to enter into their feelings. And again, this is an area that uh, that Anna really taught me about. And she taught me about paraphrasing versus paraphrasing. And there are some times when you don't know how to, you know, your daughter or your, your son is coming at you and you can tell they're frustrated, they're angry, they're doing all this stuff and they're just venting. Sometimes it's helpful just to repeat, that is to paraphrase exactly what you heard. Wait, I've never heard that word, parrot phrasing yeah. that is yeah. so clever yeah it is and, and Anna actually helped me with this one time because she was um she was out driving and got into an accident she hydroplaned um on the ice and and everything was okay and I and I asked you know are, are you okay and she says yeah and as a guy I'm like okay I checked the box she's okay I'm ready to move on and uh and she said hey <clears throat> that's not what I need and I said well, what do you need and she said, well, I need you to say that must have been scary. And I, and, I, and I tried saying something, well, yeah, I bet that was scary. You know, I just repeated it back and paraphrasing. And she says, no, that's not what I need. I said, what do you need? I need you to say that must have been scary. And she said, I said, you mean just like that? She says, yes, parrot it back to me. And uh, don't paraphrase, parrot the exact words. And so I, I, I felt awkward because it's like, okay, this is kind of weird, you know? So, but I, I, I'm going, I'm playing along and I said, that must've been scary to you. And immediately she just opened in a floodgate of tears. 
and it was able to have her release something there. And so sometimes we try to get too sophisticated or we try to feel like we've got to do something to add value. And sometimes the best value you can have is just take their words and reflect it in a gentle way back to them so that they know they've been heard. Oh, that's so good. Well, if you're just joining us today, welcome. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, and I'm talking today with my friend Larry Gates, and he's sharing five practices for raising healthy daughters. So, Larry, you've given us three practical ways that a dad can raise a healthy daughter. What's the next one? Well, here it is. There's always a choice. Um, when you know, we need to train our kids to understand the power of volition. And I believe that that's probably the problem that you have with toddlers as they're learning how to, you know, assert their own authority and assert their rights and, you know, no, 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 me, 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 mine, 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 all that stuff. And as we, as we train our kids up, we need to train them that there's always a choice. And, you know, when they're little, you know, you can, you can tell your kids, you know, go put your toys up, which is, doesn't give them a choice. It's a command. But you can, you can turn it into a choice. You can say, would you like to put your toys in this box or would you like to put them in this box? Would you like to put your toys up by yourself or would you like help? So you're, see, you're, you're accomplishing the same thing, but you're not giving them a command. You're giving them a choice. And, you know, we as guys tend to just be so task-oriented that we're just like, just get the thing done. You know, just do the thing. And we don't understand the power of doing the thing with choice behind it because especially with daughters and I think you see this Michelle in your counseling I'm guessing a lot of young ladies do not feel empowered to make a choice they feel trapped they feel that they need a guy to make a choice for them and so one of the most powerful things that we can do as dads is to train our daughters that there's always a choice. There's always something that you can choose for yourself. It may not be a good choice. In other words, it may not be a choice that is easy, but you always have a choice. You are never a victim. And, and, and the most powerful thing, one of the most powerful things we can do is, as dads, especially with daughters, is to, is to not have them think that their volition needs to be surrendered to anyone. They always have a choice. Oh, that's so good. I love that you were just highlighting the fact, Larry, that you were saying in your counseling practice, Michelle, with women, and I do work with men as well, but I so often say to my clients, remember this phrase, that you can make a choice and use your voice. And I love how Jesus did that, right? Yes. He modeled that. What yes. do you want me to do for you? Yes. Right? He would ask that. You get to make a choice. You get to use your voice. And I think when a dad empowers his daughter by saying, here, what do you choose? I believe that you have it in you to choose well. What would you say to the dad that says, well, I did give her a choice and she chose something that I think was the wrong choice. What would you tell that dad? Well, you know, some of it is age appropriate, right? Uh, when they're younger, you give consequences for choices that are not appropriate, right? When they're older, there, you as you know, I'm releasing my kids into their adult years. They have to make choices for themselves. I remember one time I was, I was out with my son, and he, we were talking about something, and he's 22 at the time, and and he says, "Well, Dad, what should I do?" And I said, "Well, I won't tell you what you should do, but I'll help you think through your options." And he said, "I don't want that. I want you to tell me what I should do." <laughs> 
And and so, you know, even even as as we move into adulthood, you know, there are times in our lives, I think all of us would like, oh, you know, it just hurts to have to make this choice. Can somebody just make it for me? And uh and and so the answer to your question, Michelle, kind of depends on where you're at in parenting your child. As they get older, you need to be releasing more and more of those decision making that decision making and the consequences of those decisions to your children. Yeah, I agree. In fact, I once had a friend who's a counselor say that the model that he used, he and his wife used with their kids is that, okay, if you're launching your children by 18, where they're going to be out from under your roof, making their own decisions by age nine, let them make 50% of their own decisions by 14, 15, about 75%, which my goodness I don't know that that's always a model people go off of, but even about a month ago, I had a conversation with two parents whose daughter is a junior in high school and was making choices that they did not want her to make. And what was so interesting is as we talked, I said, I'm so glad she's doing this while she's still under your roof instead of in a couple years where she doesn't have you to walk her through it. So again, we're saying to parents, yes, this is hard. Dads, this is hard when your daughter or your son makes choices you don't agree with, but it's a vital part of raising healthy daughters. Well, okay, drum yeah, roll to the last one, Larry. Yeah. What would you say is the last thing based on your experience that a dad needs to put into action to raise a healthy daughter? Again, like the one that's uh, before that with the feelings one, uh, this one is also uh, part of ground zero for me in terms of difficulty, um, and that is to be specific in praise. Um, women, I think, especially need to hear specifics uh, in praise. And I, and I know that I told you about Anna and the situation that she had with her stepfather being specific in criticism. Um, we often are easy to be very specific when we're critical and very general when we want to compliment someone. Um, I would, I would tend to, um, tell Anna, Hey, you know, i I really enjoyed our time tonight with, you know, when we went out or whatever. And she says, well, what did you enjoy about it? And she'll be very specific to ask me. And if I compliment her, she wants to know, well, what specifically did you see that you like? And it challenges me to get down to something that isn't just a checklist item. Oh, I want to be kind today, so I'm going to compliment somebody. And and it works not only with women, of course, but with men. I think guys are kind of quicker to uh, uh, dismiss it. But I know that when pe- when people are very specific about praise to me, it stands out. When when it's general, it doesn't as much. Of course, we always are more drawn to criticism. And I think that's the challenge that many parents have is that they don't understand how their kids see them as being highly critical of them. And and so many kids, I think, and I think my, I would say my own, have grown up with this air that what does it take to really please dad? And the more we can as guys be specific about what we see in our sons and daughters and speak specifically into that, write them a note, do it in an unusual way so that it stands out, that it's not just a passing thing, but that stands out and that makes a big difference. I love, Larry, how you just said something that I literally have never thought of, that so often there's specificity in criticism, but not in praise. What a powerful challenge. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Well, before we end, I would love for you to just review all five ways that you say a dad can raise a healthy daughter or a healthy son. How about you give us the list so that those that may have tuned in late can get that all from you? All right. Sure. Here you go. Number one. 
the first four minute rule, the first four minutes of any encounter sets the tone for the rest of the encounter. Make those your best, the, make, it, make that your best lead. Two, uh, the conflict formula. It's owning your own stuff in the middle of a conflict. And it's simply when I experience something, I feel what your emotion was because why that triggered you and what you would like, I would like. A very simple formula to use in conflict. Third, enter into the other person's feelings. Be a parrot phraser, not just a paraphraser. And then listen to the words that they use and take time to reflect those words back in a gentle way so that they understand that they've been heard. Four, teach them the power of volition. There's always a choice. This starts at the youngest age and goes all the way through adulthood when you have kids. Teach them there's always a choice and help them think through new choices. That can be the most powerful thing you do as a parent. Help them think through new choices they may not have thought of. And five, get very specific in praise. Identify the thing, the detailed thing that they can be praised for, and it will stand out. Oh, so good. Well, On Your Mark today has been five practices for raising healthy daughters. You've heard from my friend, venture coach, and national leader of men, Larry Gates, So between today and next week, I encourage you dads to take his challenges to heart and put them into action. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources where you can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad Daughter Friday blogs. There's also a link to Amazon where you can find my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, A Guide for Connecting With Your Daughter's Heart, which is also available on Audible where you can listen to me reading it in my own voice. Remember, you can always subscribe to the Dad Whisperer podcast on iTunes where you can listen to any of my past shows or share them with your friends. So this wraps up another week's program. It's been so fun to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Go Dads!